very first episode of the Sex Diaries. Um, I'm going to call this episode our first time because it is our first time um, meeting and talking about this particular subject. Um, now, if you are somebody who is listening who has known me since childhood, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize ahead of time. And if you don't want to know a whole lot about me and my sex life, Maybe just stick to the regular Star Child Diaries podcast and uh, the, um, what am I calling it? Right, the Diary of Night, which is my podcast about sleep and the unconscious mind that I will be hosting on Fridays. That being said, um, welcome. Uh, My name is Oriana, and I will be the main host, although I'm hoping to have Uh, some guests in the future to talk about things that maybe I don't really know a whole lot about. Um, My education is I have a diploma in social service work with an Indigenous perspective designation on it uh, because I am First Nations, Native Canadian, Native American, whatever you want to call it. Um, But I will, I'll talk more about my heritage and stuff in my main Star Child Diaries cap a podcast. So anyway, um, obviously in the series, The Sex Diaries, I want to focus a lot on sex, human sexuality, um, some of the cultures behind that, um, different viewpoints in different religions about it, um, and obviously stuff like BDSM, toys, vanilla sex. It's all good. It's all great. Um, And I just, I know there's a lot of people talking about the subject because it's sex and that's a shared experience with a lot of different people from all different walks of life. But this is my two cents and um, in my group of people I am known as the like sexual person. I'm the person people come to when they have questions or they're feeling insecure about something or they want to have somebody to go at the sex shop with them so they can pick out a toy, their first one ever and what would I recommend and things like that. And I don't mind being that person. I'm very open. Um, I don't really judge people on like anything, really. Um, my philosophy with sex is the same as my philosophy in life, which is if it makes you happy and it's not harmful to anybody else, do whatever the heck you want. I mean, if if it gets you off to, and I don't know, like lick somebody's earwax, like if they're down for it, you do you. I don't care. Not my thing, but I don't care. Like whatever you do behind closed doors, that's your business. We can chat about it. We can talk about it. I'm open. Um, Now, one of the first things that I want to talk about um, is the thing that's most important for any kind of sexual encounter at all is consent. Consent is the utmost, most important thing that you can do because, I mean, I it's 2020 yet I still feel the need to tell somebody that sex without consent is rape. There is no non-consensual sex, it's rape. And don't do it. Just don't do it. I, uh, I'm i going to try not to go on a rant, but don't do it. 
and there's this really really great um, video that was put out years and years and years ago um, and it was tea and consent and I think it's awesome I think everybody should watch it especially if you're trying to explain consent to somebody who for some reason doesn't seem to like understand it says stuff like oh if you have a cup of tea with someone and they enjoy it then that's great but that doesn't mean that they want to have a cup of tea with you all the time you can't just show up at their house and say hey would you like a cup of tea or hey I'd like to have a cup of tea and just expect them to give you a cup of tea you know things like that so look it up I, I highly recommend it um, and then a lot of people will say stuff like oh well you know if I ask for somebody's consent like while we're in the heat of the moment like it kind of kills the mood well <laughs> if you pause to ask somebody if they want to have sex with you and they say no they probably didn't want to from the beginning and just didn't know how to like stop the situation so that's a huge 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 thing about why it's important to check in with somebody and don't be offended by the way if somebody doesn't want to have sex with you um, don't take anything personally it's it's to do with them for me I know that I have said no to sex that with somebody that I find very attractive and would totally probably love to have sex with but I'm going through an emotional time I'm not really feeling good maybe I'm feeling gross about my body whatever it is chances are it does not have a whole lot to do with you and even if it does regardless of the reason why somebody asks you to stop you stop you don't ask why you don't say oh come on baby please just a little bit no you stop and honestly somebody respecting me saying no is actually way hotter and chances are I'm probably gonna wanna have sex with that person at another time <laughs> so anyway consent is very important oh and one more thing okay if somebody says earlier in the evening earlier time whatever that they were like yeah I totally totally have sex with you and then like say you're at a party and they're drunk or whatever and passed out if a person is unconscious the answer is no oh my god and if a person have said no I would never have sex with you in a million years and they are drunk off their ass and like kind of letting you do what you want without saying anything about it stop stop no just because a person is drunk enough to not really think about what's happening does not mean that they're actually consenting to want to have sex with you that's how things get ugly the next day like just make sure that the people you are having sex with also want to have sex with you it is not hard it is not difficult just find out and if you want to make asking for consent sexy here's what you do when you're in the heat of the moment maybe you guys have been making out whatever and if you lean forward and whisper in your partner's ear do you want it I'm sorry but that is so hot that is so hot I've had that whew. I don't even know how to respond to that 
I mean, to, yes, obviously, but, like, I'm just so, like, turned on in that moment. I'm just like, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I turned into a total, like, giggly goofball. I don't know. Um, and it's funny me saying that because a lot of people tell me I'm actually sexually intimidating and I'm not lying or trying to, <laughs> to toot my own horn. It's actually quite inconvenient, actually. Um, but I have been told multiple times that I'm intimidating, I'm sexually intimidating, I'm very intense, apparently. I had a guy back in high school and he was like, really like hot, like popular guy. It was like him and his two friends and they were like the hot guy group. They were seniors and blah, blah, blah. And I'm in a, like 10th or 11th grade. And him and I ended up hanging out one day and we were like walking along the, the, the waterfront in my hometown and one of my hometowns. And, you know, he was expressing interest in me and I obviously had a crush on him. And then, like, we ended up face to face and he was wearing sunglasses and I don't remember what I said or what I did, but he would not take off the sunglasses and look at me. And I'm like, why? He's just like, oh, you're just, you're really intense. And I like took his sunglasses off just to see. And he was like staring like straight over my head. I'm short. And just would not look me in the eyes. And I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Why am I so intimidating? But anyway, I digress. Um, so yes, ask for consent. If you want to be sexy about asking for consent, just do what I told you. Whisper it in their ear. And the other part um, to asking for consent is um, condoms. If you are about to hook up with somebody and you get the, oh, yeah, uh, I don't really use condoms, doesn't feel as good, and, uh, like, they don't even really fit. Boy, <laughs> get out of my room. If anybody says that kind of crap to you, get the fuck out. Seriously. And, same thing, if a girl's like, Oh, it's okay. You don't have to use a condom. Like, it's fine. I don't care. Get the hell out of that situation, because that is a... <clears throat> no, you don't want to just, like, hook up with somebody and not use a condom. Not using a condom is, like, when you're in some sort of committed agreement relationship, whatever you want to call it, whatever label works for you guys, when you're with somebody consistently all the time who you trust. And you're open having kids with them, if that's a thing for you. Um, there's a lot of types of sex where you don't need one. I am speaking more to like heterosexual, fertile people having sex. But if you're with somebody and you guys are not in a situation where a condom would be necessary to prevent pregnancy, please use one, at least to prevent STIs. Because, like, I get it, accidents happen. You can't 
cover all the bases. You can't protect yourself 100%, but you do so to the best of your abilities. And if the sex is that good that you guys want to start using, like having sex without using a condom, you go for it. You're adults, you make your decisions, but for heaven's sakes with hookups, do not have sex with somebody unless you are using protection. Oh my god, that's so important. Anyway, I think I've beat that to death enough. Um, so in this episode, very first episode um, that I'm going to do, um, we've talked about consent, um, and what I would like to do now is talk about um, kind of the, the, the very first sexual contact we have, or should have, is with ourselves. Masturbation. Sex with yourself is how you first start learning about your body, your desires, um, the kinds of things that turn you on. And it's important to do this. I know way too many people, married women, I guess it's mainly women that kind of have this issue, but they're, I've been with, talking to a lot of my friends who are older, they're married, they have kids, and they tell me that they've never, never, I'll say that one more time, they have never had an orgasm with their partner. Never had an orgasm with their husband. What? <laughs> Pardon? Oh, and don't even get me started on the, the people I've talked to who have never had an orgasm, period. Have never had one. I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> because my cisgendered female body can experience kinds of pleasure that I'm still finding out about. I'm 28 years old. I have yet to reach my sexual peak, which means I'm gonna get worse than I am now. Y'all better buckle up for that one, especially if you know me. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's people, women, who have never ever had an orgasm of any kind. And what boggles my mind about it is because clearly these women are having sex with their husbands. Did, are you faking it? Like, do they just not know? Do they just not care? And actually I have spoken with and read and seen online on TV through word of mouth. A lot of guys have a, con a a very misguided notion that women don't enjoy sex, can't enjoy sex. It's not their thing. They don't like it. We don't like it. I'm sorry, but you're having sex with people anyway, thinking that they don't like it? The hell is wrong with you? Sorry, but like, I can't imagine being a person who's like, <laughs> Yeah, I know you're not going to like this, but <laughs> I will, so we're doing it. What? I don't freaking think so. And that goes back to consent. And But the thing is, a lot of women think that way too. That they don't enjoy sex. They're not supposed to. That it's a, a service that they do for a man. And it's just part of the shitty thing about being a woman is having to endure this terrible act. 
this is why I believe that masturbation is so important. <laughs> because when you masturbate, when you're taking that time to get to know yourself, to get your to know your body and what it can do, you discover that, yeah, actually sex can be quite pleasurable. It can be. And uh, if you don't currently watch um, the Netflix show Big Mouth, I love that show. I think it's funny. I think it's kind of, I, I think it uh, highlights a lot of things that are just generally ignored by the regular giant air quotes around this sex education that we all get in school, which is essentially insert tab A into slot B and baby comes out. Um, but use protection because if you get an STI, you will die, essentially. Like, it's very, like, abstinence, like, this is just for the creation of babies, and that's it, otherwise you shouldn't have it, and you know what, it's kind of gross and whatever anyway. Like, they don't teach us about sexual pleasure in school. The closest thing I ever came to finding out about sexual pleasure in school, I think, was that they talked about our inner and outer lips um, and our clitoris have pleasurable nerve endings. Like, that was it. Um, which, there's just so much to it. I mean, like, a lot of sexual um, build-up and foreplay doesn't even happen with your genitalia. It happens, like, with your mouth from kissing. It happens from the person just gently touching your skin. And, like the amount of erogenous zones on a body is amazing and wonderful and great and there's so many different kinds of orgasms to have like a lot of people think it's just like just the clitoris like that's it clitoral stimulation that's how you orgasm but no 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 actually you can have a vaginal orgasm you can have an anal orgasm you can have nipple orgasms i've experienced Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if that's TMI, but it's a sex podcast. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw out the concept of TMI in my podcast because you're going to know it all. <laughs> and I'm not going to have a filter on this, mostly. But anyway, um, yeah, there's a lot of different kinds of orgasms that you can have and a lot of different ways to be stimulated sexually that doesn't even involve your fun bits. Like that's for the grand finale, in my opinion. And I think that sex should be taken slow and savored. I mean, obviously sometimes you just need a quick fuck and there's nothing wrong with that either. That's fun, that's great. But I like to almost it's going to sound weird to say, I almost like to ritualize sex. And that's part of the reason why I was drawn to BDSM. Again, sorry people who know me. Um, I was drawn to BDSM um, because it is very ritualized. There's this whole conversation that has happens ahead of time and it's made sure that A, that there's consent for whatever's about to happen, what you want to happen, etc, etc, etc. I will go more into BDSM in another episode. But that's why I like it, because you take your time, you learn your partner's body, you figure out what's going to work for them, because every person, it's like a, 
it's like a puzzle box. You know, it's like, oh, if you rub this part and then this part opens and then you stick, you know, it's just, it's complicated and it's fun and it's a great way to spend, you know, at least 30 minutes, at least. Oh man, anything longer than that and I'm, I'm just happy. I want to make a weekend of it, to be honest. But anyway, that's why I want to talk about masturbation. Because it is a puzzle box with a partner, right? Like you want to learn what satisfies them. But there's a lot of things that your partner is not going to know about your body unless you tell them. And <laughs> there's a lot of ways that you can explore your partner's body where you can um, learn about it, you can talk about it, you can play a game when you guys are in the heat of the moment. It's like, ooh, kiss me here, touch me there. And you just make it fun. Um, but if you don't know where on your body is really sensitive or could be very pleasurable, I mean, you're essentially going into a maze blind. Like, you can't even see the twists and turns. You're just sort of feeling it out. You have no idea where you're going. But if you know what gets you there, you can guide your partner. Even if they're blindfolded, you can guide your partner until they reach the center. And so explore yourself. Honestly, I... Confession time for me, I was exposed to the use of toys or a vibrator um, before I really started exploring myself with my fingers. So a very long time in my life, I thought that was the only way to have an orgasm is with an outside device or outside help. And I myself had to do some different exploring because what I got worried about with using toys all the time I'm like but when I'm with somebody like they're not a vibrator and I want to very much enjoy my sexual encounters because sex is a very important thing to me and it's important to me to enjoy it especially with somebody else so what I did was I stopped using my vibrators for a while and just explored my body with just my hands. And for me, this was difficult because my hands are small, <laughs> feminine hands, and they're my hands. And it just like, it's not exciting for me, it was not exciting for me. Um, because I know where I'm going to touch before I touch it. And I know what the sensation is going to feel like. And it just got kind of boring to me. And, um, after one of my relationships, I actually felt very disconnected from my sexuality because it wasn't... I was with someone who was a very good person, um, but sexually we just did not match up. Actually, that could be said for any of my boyfriends. <laughs> we just really liked them as a person, loved spending time with them, just did not match up sexually. and. I felt very disconnected from my sexuality that way. And so I had to rediscover myself, 
re-learn what I liked and figure out anything new that I liked. And one of those things was learning how to pleasure myself with just my own hands. Like, I didn't use any outside anything. It was my body only. <sighs> and let me tell you, that was a worthwhile experience. I am gonna let you know right now, I felt pleasure that I haven't achieved with an orgasm. Or with, an, with a vibrator. <laughs> Freudian slip. Yeah, I achieved orgasm in a way that I wouldn't be able to with a vibrator because it's just a different sensation. And knowing that there's a whole spectrum of sensations that my body can experience based on the stimuli that I'm giving myself or getting. Oh my good golly gosh, like the, the possibilities seem endless. And I think everybody should do that. And I remember, <laughs> um, a conversation I had with, again, some of my more older married friends is that they have never seen what they look like down there. They don't look at it. They touch it, you know, especially in the shower, you got to wash. Right? But not inside. Quick lesson right there. Do not wash inside your vagina with soap. Don't do it. Hot water is all she needs. The vulva, like the outside area, sure, quick wash, but rinse it thoroughly. Do not, I'm telling you, do not use soap inside your vagina or any kind of cleaner. I don't care if it says, oh, this is for washing inside your vagina. No! It cleans itself. It does. Hot water, all you need. That's it. That's it. <sighs> They'd never seen their vagina. They'd never looked at themselves, nothing. I know what it looks like because I looked at it and I've taken pictures of it and I look at it and I'm like, oh, it's actually kind of pretty. I like it. I like the way it looks. Um, I didn't always feel that way. Personally, I've always thought that the vagina looked like a kraken without teeth, if I'm being completely honest. But you start to like a develop that. Um, you don't always right away have uh, a palate for it, right? Like you, especially with body issues, um, and with like porn actresses being portrayed as like perfect and everything is where we as a society think it should be whatever um, but you develop that appreciation for your body over time um, for me I put more emphasis on what my body can do than exactly how it looks um, I know I currently, right now, if I was being very shallow with myself, I don't fit my standard of, of beauty and how I think I should look. But I do appreciate my body. I appreciate what it can do. And for those reasons, I see myself as beautiful. My mom always used to tell me that beauty is something that shines from within. 
and it's your inside beauty that matters more. Because in all honesty, you can have somebody that looks perfect, you know, perfect teeth, perfect hair, perfect body, whatever the heck that looks like, you know, sculpted, toned, fit. But if they're not a nice person on the inside, then they're completely unattractive. You can't be beautiful and an asshole at the same time. It's just impossible. Unless you're with another asshole that doesn't care about what's inside you and then neither of you are beautiful. You're just two ugly people dating each other. I digress. <laughs> But anyway, self-exploration is important, so do it. Um, if you're not sure how to go about exploring yourself, um, and I know I've focused mainly on like the vagina and the clitoris and whatever, because that's my, it's the only thing I can really speak to. I don't know a whole lot about self-exploration as a guy. To me, it seems pretty straightforward, just like a, an up and down, sometimes a twisty motion, and you're good to go. But I know that there's a lot of guys that are actually very complicated as well. They have um, different erogenous zones um, themselves. Like it takes a lot of different stimuli to get them to where they want to go. But the important thing is just to start. Um, I've had a friend straight out ask me like how how do I masturbate and I'm like well <laughs> uh what do you normally do and she just said oh well like I just you know throw on some porn and and try but like I'm just not into it and um I said okay well what I do is I as cheesy as it sounds I set the mood for myself I like candles I will um, you know, put on music and I will take a bath and I will, um, like really try to pamper myself and I make a night of it because honestly, like I was saying before, my tiny little feminine hands don't do a whole lot for me. Quite frankly, I like big manly, like man hands right? And um, I just told her, like, put on music that makes you feel sexy, um, light some candles, get into bed, and before you even touch anything else, you have to excite yourself everywhere else. Touch everywhere except the fun bits because after a while, your fun bits are going to feel left out. They're going to be like, hey, 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 oh, oh, so close. No. And when you finally do touch them, they're going to be like, yes, that's what I wanted. And then you get more into it. And that could be girl or guy, right? Because I don't know what it is about people. My mom always used to tell me, she's like, boys want what they can't have. That goes for girls too, I think. Like, we 
oh my god, we are so turned on by what we almost got. Like, so many of my, like, sexual tension moments, the best ones, are the ones that went unsatisfied because it made me want more. And if you translate that to teasing your own body to pleasure, you're going to get a lot more out of it when you finally do get that release, when you do get that touch, when you do get that fluttering of excitement. And then you'll have a lot more fun. That's all I'm saying. So take the time with your body. You should take the time with yourself anyway. Like a lot about masturbation has to do with self-love. You're caring for yourself. You're caring for your body in a way that's healthy. And in later episodes, I am going to talk a bit about, um, as I mentioned earlier, like different cultures, different religions, and their views on sex, especially masturbation. Because I know for a lot of cultures and religions, it's seen as a sin, right? You shouldn't have any kind of sex outside of marriage, and that includes sex with yourself. I don't believe in that. I think it's important to explore your sexuality. Um, (laughs) But that's just me, and I'm not gonna tell anybody what to believe. You do whatever works for you, but if you're listening to this, you either know me and I said, please listen to my podcast, or you're somebody who is looking to explore their sexual side anyway. You want to know more about that. You want to know more about yourself. And that starts with self-love and self-pleasure. And I think masturbation is like the ultimate in self-care. It releases good feeling hormones or chemicals in your brain makes you feel good. It's an anti-stress thing. It helps with headaches. It helps with sleep. Like it just does a lot of good for your body and you should do that. It's like releasing medicine in your body. Um, so give it a try. Um, I don't know how I'm going to have people get in touch with me. Uh, but maybe I will put, I'll make an email address or something and put it in the description of the podcast. So, um, if you want to get in touch with me, if you have any questions, um, feel free to reach out. Like I said, I'm a pretty open person, um, and I'd be happy to talk about whatever. And, uh, I think I'm going to wrap this up here. Um. But I just want to say thank you for listening to my first ever podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Um, Because it's Wednesday, which means hump day, which means the week is almost over, which for a lot of people right now is meaningless because so many people are not working, myself included. But happy hump day. And I will talk to you guys on Friday with my sleep dreaming podcast called The Diary of Night. Sounds very mysterious, and I assure you it should be very interesting. And uh, thanks again for the support and for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your week.